Perfect. How is it going, Bears fans? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, the show where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back with our week one pregame show. The Bears and the 49ers are getting underway in just under 24 hours. Feels good to be doing this live, though, the first year that we're doing pregame shows live. Uh, if you haven't done so already, whether you're listening on Twitter or YouTube or Spotify or Apple Podcasts later, drop a like, subscribe, follow. We're bringing you guys Bears coverage throughout the entirety of the 2022 regular season. I am your host, Chris Malpe, joined on my right by my co-host, Parth Shaw. Parth, feels good to be back. We've been putting out content all week. How are you feeling, my man? Doing great. Um, just getting ready. Um, you know, we got some college football today. Just watched Alabama pull it off against Texas. It was a great game to watch. And there's a lot more going on right now as we're recording right now, but I'm just enjoying my Saturday. Yeah, some good college football to kick us into the weekend for sure. We are joined by a very, very special guest today, uh, a good friend of the show as well. He's got almost 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, another almost 20,000 followers on Twitter. He is the Windy City Productions. He is Rashab. Rashab, thank you so much for joining us. Feels good to be here, back getting into the swing of things. How are you doing, my man? Doing pretty good, man. I can't wait for football to be back. Obviously, I was watching college football just like you guys were, and just nice to be back, you know, talking about some football because it's been a long offseason for sure with everything they've been saying about our Bears this this year. So, yeah, <laughs> so, no, some live action. Most definitely feels good to have uh, college football, obviously, kicking us into this big weekend of, of a lot of NFL football. We're going to be breaking down practically everything today when it comes to the Bears and the 49ers. But thank you guys, everyone who is listening, wherever you may be right now. Thank you for tuning into the pregame show. Uh, and thank you to everyone listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts afterwards as well. Uh, a great treat always having our special guest, Rashab, on the show today. So basically... For those of you who are new to the channel, haven't listened before, how these pregame shows go, we basically roll up our weekly coverage into one episode. We're going to start by giving a little bit of a preview on the San Francisco 49ers, jump into some important matchups that the Bears need to take advantage of if they want to win this week one contest. Answer some of your guys' questions wherever you are listening right now. If you're live in the chat, do us a favor, drop some questions you have down there for us. We're going to be answering them later on in the episode and then making our picks at the end of the show. So let's hop right into it, talking about the 49ers offense, taking a look at the depth chart for this game. The headline, obviously, is going to be Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Lance is making his third start uh, of his career, but realistically his debut start as the franchise quarterback of the 49ers in this one. He'll be joined alongside Elijah Mitchell, the dynamic running back, Debo Samuel, who took over the league in 2021. George Kittle listed as questionable for this game. However, it looks like he is going to probably miss this one. He was held out of practice all week. A solid offensive line for the Niners as well. Trent Williams, obviously the big name there. They got Kyle Juszczyk, 
uh, and so many other pieces, Juwan Jennings, as well as Brandon Ayuk. Maybe we see some Jimmy Garoppolo based on how this game goes. Uh, Rashab, I'm going to start with you. This 49ers offense is very dynamic, high caliber team. Kyle Shanahan coaching those troops. Uh, and he is a coach where if that offense gets rolling, uh, they are going to step on your throat. They are going to score points and they are going to be relentless. They're coming off a year where they made it to the playoffs with Garoppolo, made it past the first round. Shout out to them for taking down Green Bay. Uh, but what do you think about this 49ers offense heading into the 2022 season with Trey Lance as the starting quarterback? Yeah, so surrounding Trey Lance, obviously it's a really good offense on paper. If you look through every single position, like tight end, pretty nice. You know, George Kittle might not play in this game, but if he does play, you know, they got a star right there. They got a good, I would say good offensive line at the tackle spots. The interior is kind of questionable right now because they lost their entire starting interior offensive line, which I feel like not enough people are talking about. So like they have, I think it's like three people that have a combined three starts in the NFL up to this point. So they have a very young and inexperienced interior offensive line. But obviously, like you mentioned, left tackle spot is solid. Right tackle also pretty solid. They have good weapons on the outside. They got Debo Samuel who can do it all. Um, he can, you know, take snaps as a running back. He can split out wide and destroyed us last year in that game that we played at Soldier Field. So yeah. Debo is going to be a problem. Brandon Ayuk is a problem as well. He was a high round pick, like I think a few years ago. So everything around Trey Lance is pretty solid. This could be a top 10 offense if Trey Lance is at least average, but that's my question. Like what is Trey Lance going to be in this game? Because we haven't seen like much of anything of Trey Lance, right? Like even in college football, he only had 318, I think, pass attempts. So we haven't seen him throw the football that much. And if he is inaccurate with the football, you know, the Bears could have a chance to stop this offense, even with how talented it is right now on paper. So if Trey Lance pops off, it's a good offense. But if not, you know, it's, it's a big question mark. Parth, we don't know what to expect out of Trey Lance in this game. Coming into the 2021 draft, he's someone who a lot of Bears fans wanted, uh, and there were a lot of comparisons drawn between him and Justin Fields. He really is the wild card. He can do it with his legs. He can do it through the air. He is a very special athlete, and the 49ers seem to be all in on him heading into this season. What do you expect out of him in this Week 1 matchup, and what do you think about the 49ers offense as a unit? As a unit, they're they're a really good offense, like Rashab said. Um, they have one of the best tight ends in the league, um, in the wide receiver room. You know, with Debo and Ayuk, uh, Debo is a top ten, top top twelve wide receiver right now, if not better than that. And then Brandon Ayuk is a really good wide receiver too, in my opinion. Um, he's got some really good athleticism. I've seen some really good stuff out of him. Last year, he started off the season pretty cold, and then he started picking it up at the end. And I think with Trey Lance, I've heard that him and Ayuk have had some really good chemistry in training camp, at least. So I'm excited to see what those two can do. As I'm a proud Ayuk owner in most of my leagues, I picked him up because of all that upside he has. And, um, yeah, no, I think this 49ers offense is really talented. And uh, with Trey Lance, um, there's some question marks around him for sure. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of a lot of throws. Like Rashad said, he hasn't had many attempts in college or the NFL yet. But the thing is that he's very – athletic and he's talented and he's big and he's got all the tools to succeed in the league um i don't know if you can put it all together in week one though that's the thing so yeah, i think it takes time for him to do that and i think that's what's going to help the bears out um against the Niners. it's that they got him early 
it might be tough for Trey Lance to string together an impressive game in week one, but yeah. the same could be said about the Bears defense. You look at the unit that they currently have, many, many new pieces. Obviously, Ryan Poles comes in in, I believe, January or February, <laughs> basically wipes out the entirety of the starting defense uh, outside of the secondary new pieces at defensive end with Al-Qadim Muhammad. You've got Nicholas Morrow starting his first game in Chicago at linebacker. Angelo Blackson, Justin Jones, the three-tech, is going to be so important in this Bears defense. Robert Quinn does return. We're going to see Travis Gibson get a lot of opportunities, potentially Sterling Weatherford, as well as Jack Sanborn at the linebacker position. And obviously the big one that a lot of people want to hear about uh, Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, the second round picks are both going to be suited up and started on Sunday. So this 49ers offense, you guys both hit on it, provides a lot of pop for sure. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan is incredibly creative in his play design and it could be a tough day. However, I do believe that the bears will be able to get some pressure on Lance. Uh, I, I think the biggest thing, and we'll get to it a little later, is going to be actually shutting down the run game, trying to contain Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell. Should be interesting to see how the Bears approach that this weekend. Uh, talking a little bit about the Bear, or excuse me, the 49ers defense, uh, they run a base 4-3 D, a very successful defense in recent years. The Bears have a lot of new starters on their offensive line, and this defense is going to be absolutely swarming. It seems like Sam Mustafer is going to get the start for Chicago at the center position. He's going to be faced with a tough task in Javon Kinlaw. Eric Armstead also there at defensive tackle. Nick Bosa will be moved around. I'm sure Braxton Jones is going to see a lot of him. The secondary looking a little bit weaker for San Francisco heading into this game with Jason Verrett out as well as Jimmy Ward recently being put on injured reserve. Charvarius Ward, however, the free agent acquisition from Kansas City is going to come over and probably shadow Darnell Mooney for most of this game. Rashab, it seems like if the Bears can get enough time for Justin Fields, it seems like that's always the tail of the tape. If they can block long enough for him, he's going to make the throws as long as his receivers can come down with the ball. Uh, do you think the Bears can take advantage of this 49ers defense, assuming they can hold up well enough up front? Yeah, it's going to be a tough challenge for sure. Like like you mentioned, uh, holding up in pass protection is going to be the struggle here. And I don't know if the Bears offensive line is capable of doing that just because we haven't seen that on the NFL level up to this point. We've seen great preseason tape, but that's going up against backups, and like that doesn't always translate into the real game. So if you look at the 49ers defensive line, it's stacked all around. They got Armstead, like you mentioned. They got Nick Bosa, one of the best rushers in the NFL going up against you know Braxton Jones, a rookie. So I do trust Luke Getze to put our offensive line in better positions to the point where like they're not going up, you know, 1v1 against Bosa, for example, um, Braxton Jones. But they have so much talent that they are going to get home to Justin Fields at certain points in this game. So you just hope that you can take advantage of their somewhat weaker secondary, I would say, because, you know, they have guys out there, Jimmy Ward out, they have Barrett out. Um, and, you know, the safeties are starting right now are not the most proven, I would say. So yeah. we get a couple deep bombs going to Mooney, to, I don't know, anybody else back there. You know, maybe we could score in a hurry, but otherwise it is going to be a little bit tough to pass football against this defense just because of how good the defensive line is. And, they got good run defense, too, for the most part. So it's going to be tough running the football as well. Yeah, Parth, in, in, in 2021, we really saw the Bears put a good script for Justin Fields 
uh, out when the 49ers did come to town. He had 10 rushes for 103 yards and a touchdown, 10.3 yards per carry. I'm not saying it's essentially the script to follow in this one, but I think a lot of Bears fans and Bears media would argue that one of Fields' best games in his rookie campaign came against this 49ers defense. So do you see the Bears continuing to move Justin outside of the pocket this week, letting him use his legs and extend plays with his arm? I think Justin Fields is going to take advantage of that, uh, the 49ers defense by extending his plays. I think the number one thing he's got to do is stay patient and make sure he trusts his receivers. Um, the, the Bears offense is all about rhythm and timing. We saw that in the preseason game, and uh, he's just got to trust his guys to make the plays. Um, on the 49ers defense, uh, they're, they got a great defensive front. I've been saying it all week. This Bears offensive line has a tough task as their first game all, t- all together. Um, you know, they, they got Armstead, Bosa, Kinlaw. These guys are top five, top seven at their positions, and um, it's going to be a tough task for this Bears young offensive line. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm interested to see what Braxton Jones can do in his first start. Um, the right guard, like I said, Tevin Jenkins might be making his first start there, so that'll be interesting to see as well. Yeah, it, it should be very interesting on Sunday, especially to see what the Bears mm-hmm. do with the offensive line. We've seen uh, Lucas Patrick practice all week. He's still got the thumb injury. Uh, he is not on the Bears injury report. However, he's been taking snaps at guard all week. I think that's an early indication, obviously, that we will see Sam Mustafer at the center position. Uh, I would be a little surprised if the Bears started Patrick at the right guard position over Tevin Jenkins. Uh, I also expect that to happen. I don't like it because I feel like Tank Jenkins was getting some good momentum going. However, uh, I, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Bears. Uh, we saw them run the ball efficiently last year against San Francisco only because Fields had a good day. Uh, I believe Khalil Herbert started that game and only had about three yards per carry. Otherwise, I'm not sure if that's going to cut it. So David Montgomery, high expectations for him coming into this one. Not sure if he'll essentially come through. That is closes the meet the opponents section of this pregame show. We're going to move on to three key matchups now, uh, and we'll get three different answers here. So this should be an interesting one. Basically how this uh, segment of the show works, we're going to each be talking about a positional matchup that we think the Bears have to take advantage of if they want to give themselves a shot to win in week one. Uh, Rashab, in case you need some time, I'm going to come back to you first, Parth. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the week, containing Debo Samuel, Uh, shutting down the run against Elijah Mitchell. There are so many which ways you could go in this one, but what do you see as a potential matchup that the Bears have to win this week if they want to give themselves a chance to come away with a W in the win column? I think the Bears have to get David Montgomery going. I think that's the number one goal for this Bears offense as soon as the game starts because as soon as that happens, you get Justin Fields more comfortable with the ball, and also he can feed off of that energy and also – use some play actions, bootlegs to just get the offense stretched out a little bit. Um, and as uh, having David Montgomery be efficient this year should be a big goal for the Bears because last year he wasn't that efficient and it definitely hurt the Bears, especially early on in the downs. When the, when you run the ball, you want to get ahead of, of schedule and not behind. And the Bears last year were getting behind the schedule a lot, which definitely hurt the offense, meant longer third downs, and it definitely hurt Fields, who was still trying to adjust to the system and to the NFL. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, it, it would be huge if the Bears could get the run game going in this one. I, I said it all week. I'll say it again now. Uh, quarterback's best friend is a solid running game. So if the Bears can get Montgomery going, someone who 
is entering a contract year, potentially could be on his way out. The Bears have some good depth at that position with Treston Ebner, the the really someone who you can use anywhere on the field, as well as Khalil Herbert, obviously. Montgomery's got a lot to prove this year, uh, and week one would be a very good start for him. Uh, I'm going to completely flip the script on what you said, uh, and I'm going to say stopping the run is the most important matchup in this game. Uh, you could easily go and say shutting down Debo Samuel in general, but taking a look at how this game panned out last year with pretty identical rosters, Elijah Mitchell absolutely gutted the Bears defense like they were fish. He had 18 carries for 137 yards, 7.6 yards per carry, a long rush of 40 yards, and a touchdown. Mitchell is someone who I think is a very underrated running back in this league. Not only can he be used as a pass catcher out of the backfield, but he keeps those legs churning, doesn't have elite speed or anything like that, but he's able to get the job done. Last season, we saw him rush uh, 207 times for 963 yards, five touchdowns on the season, added another almost 200 yards in the playoffs. Uh, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Trey Lance in this game. If George Kittle suits up, he draws a lot of attention as well. Debo Samuel, obviously, is, and you can put him anywhere is going to be demanding a lot of attention. So I think Elijah Mitchell is going to get a lot of opportunities, especially early in this game, to try and carry the load for the 49ers offense. I think if the Bears can shut him down, Roquan Smith hopefully uh, will continue to keep up his all-pro caliber play. I think the Bears can win this one if they keep the 49ers run total at a minimum. Rashab, I'm going to pass it around to you before we head on to the next segment here. Uh, we already talked about the Bears getting the run game going, also shutting down the run defensively. What's a matchup that you think the Bears potentially have to take advantage of if they want a shot to win this one? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, getting interior pressure on Trey Lance because, like I mentioned, they're starting basically not rookies, but like they're really young, inexperienced guys at both left guard, center, and right guard that have combined three starts in the NFL. So if you don't get pressure up the middle, like, where else is the pressure going to come from? Because Trent Williams is solid. Um, McGlinchey has been pretty average, above average during his entire career. Mm-hmm. So Justin Jones, Armin Watts, you know, whoever else plays in this game. By the way, Armin Watts last year against the same Niners team had a bunch of pressures. I think he had a sack against Jimmy Garoppolo, too. So if Armin Watts, the newcomer, plays in this game, you know, he's going to be important in uh, getting pressure on the interior. Because last year in the same matchup, we didn't get any pressure at all on Jimmy G. I think we had, like maybe one pressure the entire game. I believe Khalil Mack was out of that game. That was like the first game that yep. he missed yep. um, with his injuries. So, you know, we got to get pressure up the middle because right now our interior defensive line is probably the most, you know, questionable spot on the defense right now because we haven't seen them, you know, necessarily like dominate on the NFL level. But if we get pressure up the middle on lands, force them into making some mistakes, you know, maybe we can get an interception or two and, you know, get, get some, some more positions for the Chicago Bears because our offense might struggle in this game with how, you know, limited time we have had together. So yeah, definitely um, interior pressure would be nice to have. I think turnovers could be the tail of the tape in this game. No one really knows what to expect. And me and Parth were asked a question about turnovers earlier this week. Uh, if the Bears can continue to give their offense chances, keep the 49ers weapons off the field, that could really be a game changer in this one. So getting any pressure on Trey Lance is definitely important. The Bears, you're right, Rashab, didn't have any sacks. Uh, on Jimmy Garoppolo a year ago. Seems like with Trey Lance on the field, that's going to be an even tougher task, but taking advantage on the interior there where there are not many combined starts between their center right guard and left guard, most definitely important. And a lot of people seem to think that the Bears defensive line in their front seven 
has regressed a lot. I personally don't believe that. I think they will be just fine, especially being coached by Matt Eberflus. All right, let's move into some of these fan-submitted questions, guys. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a couple already, but do us a favor. If you have any questions you want us to answer, drop them down in the comments. Let's start with this one here by CG, and this is most definitely an interesting one. He asks, if the Bears win tomorrow, do you guys think the nation's media narrative will change about the Bears, or will Trey Lance get a pass because he's new to everything? Uh, that's an interesting one, but Rashab, I'm going to pass it back to you. Seems like it's impossible to change uh, yeah. <laughs> the media's narrative about this team, but but what do you think? What would a Bears win um, mean tomorrow? It might change some people's minds just because most people in the media think we're like the worst team in the NFL right now by far. Like Some people are predicting us to lose by like 20, 30 points, which I can't see happening at all. So if we even stay competitive in this game, let alone win the game, yeah, it's going to change some people's minds. But then again, you know, they could also use an excuse of Trey Lance being new, um, and they always come up with something. So I'm sure they'll, it'll be kind of split. Like some people will start to give us credit, some will still be against us. And if we prove this over the long run, then yeah, we'll probably get more credit, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure Dan Orlovsky won't be impressed either way. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when I take a look at this question, I, I personally have to think about Justin Fields. Uh, I think that's something where the, the media's narrative can change. Uh, there is a lot of expectations for guys like Trey Lance, like Mac Jones, like Trevor Lawrence, like Zach Wilson when he's back and healthy, et cetera. A lot of people expect these second-year quarterbacks to take jumps in strides heading into year two. I think if Fields can put together a good game, uh, it'll not only – take a little bit of weight off of everyone's shoulders but also i think it'll help his perception in the media a little bit uh and i personally don't think trey lance deserves a pass if, I, if i'm being completely honest he was drafted higher than fields uh for a reason he was the wild card the dark horse in that situation uh and he's been sitting there for a year and has seen this offense move successfully so i think regardless of how he plays tomorrow uh, I don't think he should get a pass just because it's his first real start as the 49ers franchise quarterback. Parthy, got anything to add here before we move on? Uh, we're not getting credit either ways. I mean, it's just something that's about the national media and the Chicago Bears. So, Gotcha, gotcha. All right, let's move on to this one from Slim Jim. Uh, he asks, if our offense performs poorly like any given game from last year, would that destroy a lot of your hopes for the rest of the season? Uh, I'll start this one by simply saying no. Uh, there is no offense in the NFL, even the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We saw it a couple nights ago with the Los Angeles Rams. It's not a pretty game. It's not a pretty script uh, for teams in any situation. I think the Bears are going to surprise some people this year. I believe I picked them uh, to have seven or eight wins this season. There are a lot of games that they can be competitive in that I think a lot of people are counting them out in. So uh, this definitely won't destroy my hopes. It'll definitely feel like a punch to the gut coming off of that week three game where the offense looked so dominant against the Cleveland Browns first team defense. Uh, but I will still be hopeful. Nonetheless, I think Justin Fields has shown some pretty tangible signs of improvement throughout this offseason. So I have high hopes, but if they come out the gate slow as potentially they are expected to, I don't think it'll ruin any of my thoughts on the long-term future. Rashab, uh, I think it would be a little disappointing if uh, the bears came out of the gates a little slow, but it's definitely nothing that we aren't used to. Uh, how would your hopes for the rest of the season pan out if it is a little bit bad or abysmal or sloppy in this week one game? Yeah, I mean, it's week one. Like, it doesn't matter that much. Obviously, I will be disappointed because I want to see the Bears winning. I want to see their offense be good. But 
we have so many young people on the offense right now where it's like it's not the same situation as last year right like last year we had a rob we had a bunch of older vets on the offensive line and on the roster where like if you had a bad performance you're not growing towards anything but now we have rookies on the offensive line we have young people on the receiving core so like even if you start out slow at least you're getting experience you're building towards something better in the future which you know hopefully happens and I find it hard to believe we'll be as bad as some of the some of the performances we had last year. Like for example, we're not going to be as bad as we were in that Browns game last year. Um, at least hopefully not. And if we are that bad, then yeah, I'll probably have some question marks about Luke Getzey, but I don't think it's going to get to that point because we were at rock bottom last year for sure. I think something that's interesting when you look at this team this year, especially offensively, there are going to be numerous and countless opportunities for a lot of young players, uh, even rookies to step up and make a big impact early. There is a lot on Cole Komet's shoulders this offseason potential or this regular season potentially being a security blanket for Fields, being more of a red zone threat with Jimmy Graham gone. Guys like Treston Ebner could get a lot of playtime early. Valus Jones will have a huge opportunity on his plate when he returns. Guys like Equinemia St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Braxton Jones, Tevin Jenkins on the offensive line. There is a big opportunity for a lot of these Bears players, unlike past years, to make a very big impact and their mark on this team right out of the gate. Parth, if they do start off a little bit slowly offensively, uh, what will your hopes be for the offense the rest of the year? I mean, it's it's part of the process. You know, there's going to be growing pains in the new offense. Um, I'm excited to see what Luke Getzey can do, though. Um, I'm hoping the pains don't last too long, you know. As a Bears fan, we've been hoping for a good good offense for a long time at this point. And I just want to see something that's dynamic. And, you know, I think that's what Luke gets. He's here to do. Um, and I think Justin Fields and him and him have shown that they've had a really good relationship throughout the training camp. And I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah. Uh, very hopeful for a lot of these young players on the defensive side too. It should be interesting. We're going to go to two more questions here. We'll be quick with these. Uh, this is an interesting one, a, a long-term one. And, uh, man, I would go crazy if the Bears made the playoffs. I don't expect it. Uh, but Rashab, if the Bears were able to sneak into the playoffs this year, if they can surprise some people, uh, can Matt Eberflus, new recently hired head coach coming over from Indianapolis, follow the Matt Nagy script and win the coaching, <laughs> Coach of the Year award? 100%. I mean, this team is predicted to win like three games this year, right? So if you somehow get to the playoffs, that means you're probably a good coach. So. Yeah, I, if we sneak in even as like the seventh seed, you know, there there will be some votes, I think, going to Coach Flues just because of how good of a job you have to do to get this roster into the playoffs. So, yeah, I would say yes. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think that would absolutely shock the world. I believe the Bears over under for, for games one right now is at six and a half, which is which is a tough number to bet uh, whether you're going either way. But Parth, anything to add here? You think if the Bears can somehow sneak on in, uh, Coach of the Year is, is coming back to Chicago in 2022? No, nothing to add. Um, and I, I definitely think the Bears will, if they make the playoffs, I think uh, he should win Coach of the Year. I mean, with this roster and with what everyone was saying earlier in the season before the season started, um, I think he would deserve that for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and this is an interesting one, Rashad. We know you got the, the DraftKings Sportsbook uh, promotions going on. You're going to have to hook us up with that at some point. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, nothing like some prop questions before moving into our picks. Uh, me and Parth already answered this one earlier this week, so I more so want to hear your thoughts. I believe the actual number is set 
for all NFL quarterbacks this week, too, uh, at one and a half passing touchdowns. We saw Josh Allen pull it off a couple of nights ago. Uh, but taking a look at this secondary for San Francisco, a little bit banged up, some players that don't have much experience. Uh, are you going over or under one and a half touchdowns for Justin Fields in this one? So I'm going to go under just because I think we're going to run the football okay. a lot in this game because it's supposed to rain like a lot tomorrow. Like there's like a 90% chance of rain. So I'm thinking if it's going to rain a lot, probably not going to see too much throwing of the football. And, you know, even if even if it is a good weather day outside, like Luke Getzi has already stated, he wants to see a lot of running of the football this season. And we have good running backs like Monty, like Herbert. So I think Fields can still have a good day, but not necessarily get like two passing touchdowns. Yeah, I believe I said over earlier in the week, uh, but definitely taking the weather into consideration, I think I'd go under. Uh, I feel like a good bet would be to throw on probably David Montgomery anytime touchdown, uh, assuming mm -hmm. the Bears are pounding the rock. Uh, before we move on, Rashab, are you going over or under six and a half wins? Because I feel like, as I said earlier, that's such a tough one to call when you take a look at the Bears schedule. Oh, I'm going over, dude. I predicted, I think I predicted eight in my initial uh, pregame or whenever I did that. So yeah, I'm obviously optimistic, but I also think this team is better than the media is giving them credit for. And also I'm a big believer in Justin Fields. So if he's even like above average ish, you know, we can win some games that people are not expecting us to win. So I like it. I like it. All right. Well, before we close this off, uh, let's move into what everyone has been waiting for our week one picks uh, a lot of anticipation going into this game. I believe ESPN's matchup predictor gives San Francisco a 68% chance to win. The Bears at a 31.6% chance. Bears are seven-point underdogs at home as of right now on Saturday afternoon. Parth, I'm going to start with you. Tell us who you got in this game and why. I'm going to go Bears 27-24. Uh, they just cut out for me a little bit there. Um, but I think the Bears can win this game uh, as long as they stick to their script. And it's going to be a close one, and they're going to have to grind this one out. Um, but it, like Rashad said, it's going to rain a lot in Chicago, so we're going to have to see a lot of Montgomery, uh, Ebner, Herbert, and all those guys. But I think they can make it work, uh, and I think Justin Fields is going to be able to have a pretty good game this, year, this week uh, against this tough 49ers defense. All right, Rashad, we're going to close with you, so I'll go next. Uh, this, is, this is such a tough one to pick for me. When I take a look at the Bears' schedule – I think the Bears could be in a lot of different games this year, games against teams like the Washington Commanders, the Miami Dolphins, the Jets and the Giants on the road will be a little bit of a tough task. I think the Bears are going to make a statement week one that they are not here to mess around. Uh, I've been to numerous training camp practices. I love this new hit principle that Matt Eberflus is deploying. Uh, really seems like the culture is changing here in Chicago. The defense is getting more aggressive. The team is building around Justin Fields just as we thought they would when these new hires were made. I'm going to go the Bears in a little bit of an upset, 31-27. to 27. I think the Bears' money line is at like plus 280 or something. Uh, it provides incredible value, but uh, I think it could come down uh, to a field goal by Cairo Santos. We know he's cash money. Uh, I think Trey Lance plays a good game. I think Justin Fields also plays a good game. I think the Bears are up to the task in this one. The defense is going to do what they always do, play solid football, even though they didn't play the greatest last year against the 49ers. Uh, I believe this defensive unit hasn't regressed much from last season. So I'm going to go the Bears in an absolute nail-biter, 31-27 to 27 in this one. Rashab, before we close it off, let us know who do you got in this one. 
I got Bears 21 to 17. I think it's going to be much more low scoring than uh, most people think. Just partly because of the rain, but also because I feel like both defenses are a lot better than the offenses right now. And I think that we're going to bait Trey Lance into making a bunch of mistakes. Like, that's the reason why I think we're going to win. I don't think our offense is going to have necessarily like a great performance just because it is week one going up against a really strong defense. If we score 31, by the way, I would be going crazy um, <laughs> this game. But <laughs> I'm going to go with 21 points and a close uh, nail bit nail-biting win like you guys said i think we have what it takes to at least you know edge them out at home yeah should be a very good game in store tomorrow kickoff at 1 p.m eastern 12 p.m central time soldier field the bears hosting the 49ers should be a great game that we have in store thank you guys so much for tuning into our week one pregame show rashab the windy city productions it is a pleasure as always i think this is what you're probably third or fourth appearance yeah. on the channel yeah. uh, at this point. I'm sure we'll have you on again later this season, uh, sure. but we appreciate you for taking the time today and joining us for this one. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are going to leave the links down in the description for all of Rashad's info. So be sure to go check it out down there, his YouTube channel, Instagram, and Twitter pages as well. He does great stuff. He might be the hype video. God, uh, <laughs> future, future videographer for some NFL team. Uh, but we appreciate you for taking the time as always. So that'll pretty much do it for our week one Bears 49ers pregame show. If you would like more content from us, do us a favor, drop a like, subscribe, follow, share the podcast, leave a five-star rating wherever you are listening. Follow us on Twitter, follow us on YouTube, wherever, all over the globe, everything under the sun. We're bringing you guys some of the best Bears coverage on the web throughout the entire season. Our website link, beardown.com, is in the description, posting columns, articles, and blogs to get you guys ready for week one. As you can tell, the podcast is on Instagram and Twitter at Down. And finally, you can find the links for all of our personal social media pages down in the description as well. It's a great way to interact with us, and you can see all of our thoughts on everything Bears, the entirety of the National Football League, and all of Chicago sports year-round. Parshaw feels crazy to sign this off because we are about to head into the first Bears game that is meaningful in quite some time. Post-game show will happen tomorrow night. I'm sure we'll be live streaming that as well. But any last words before the Bears head into this week one matchup? Go Bears and uh, let's have a Sunday. Let's have ourselves a Sunday. It would be great if the Bears can start the season by cementing a W before heading into Green Bay. We've got comprehensive Bears coverage coming all regular season. Uh, we are very excited uh, for everything this season has to offer, regardless of the record. So a lot coming in the future from us. Hopefully a lot of wins coming in from the Bears. Thank you guys so much once again for tuning in. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe and Bears fans. As always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the postgame show tomorrow evening, coming right after the Bears game around 4 p.m. Eastern, I would assume. But that's pretty much it for us now. Thank you so much for the support and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.